Welcome into Kitchen Talk Pickleball Edition. I'm your host, Caitlin Miller, and joining us this week is pro pickleball player Michael Lloyd, who's quickly making his way up the ranks in pickleball. Michael, it's so good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Excited to do it. And you kind of have a unique story. You went from the corporate side with head pickleball, and now you're a player. So tell me a little bit about that transition. Yeah, so working for Head was like awesome. They were actually like my internship uh, while I was doing like my master's degree, uh, got an MBA. And um, as soon as I you know, graduated, they were like, great, wanted to bring me on full time. Uh, initially, I was on the like product management side of things. So I actually not just pickleball, but also like padel, racquetball, squash. Like I, I managed like a lot of our smaller racket sport categories uh, here in North America. So Canada and the US, like those were uh, kind of my responsibilities. And it was really cool. Basically, I was like the middleman from like idea all the way to like, you know, making it on the shelf. So I worked with like, you know, engineers, I would work with like the factories, I would work with like our graphic design team, as well as like our global product management team. And it was really, really cool. Then I actually transitioned to like, uh, I was in charge of the pro players. So like, it was really fun for me. I got to go out play more tournaments and things like that. Um, but kind of unlucky for them in the middle of that, that's when I was like really caught the bug and was like, okay, like I love the corporate side of things. I had a great job and like amazing peers and uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. But then once I got to start traveling and playing more tournaments and kind of seeing how I was doing on the pro tour, I was like, okay, like I think, I think I'm like one foot in on both of them and I'd rather just kind of, dive in on the pro side of things and see how it's going. So yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, um, my journey from, you know, regular corporate job, what I thought my career was going to be. And then, um, you know, moving into the pro pickleball side of things. Well, that definitely sounds like a more fun corporate job. And so when did you um, decide to make that full transition and say, you know what, I want to try this. I want to try the pro circuit. Yeah, so that was September of last year, so September 2023. Um, that's when I went like full time. I kind of pieced together like a last minute schedule for the rest of the year. Uh, and then 2024, this will be my first year of like full tournament schedule, full training regimen, um, the whole thing. So yeah, it's, it's only been a little bit now. But um, yeah, I've been really happy with my decision so far. And you know, hopefully it keeps going in the right direction. And I get to you know, keep being happy about it. <laughs> yes, definitely. And you were living in Phoenix. Was that where pick or head pickleball was also headquartered? Is that where you were at for that job? Yeah. So our, our racket sports division is headquartered in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and so I was, I was out here and then as soon as I, you know, made the decision to, to go full time, I, was thinking about potentially moving, wasn't really sure because Phoenix is a really good spot. There's tons of good players out here. Um, but then like my, my lease was like ending in January and my mom recently moved to Austin. I'm from Texas originally. So like getting back to Texas was also uh, like a good move for me. Um, but in addition to like, you know, having family and familiarity out there, there's just so many like top pros. Like now I'm able to train with guys like, you know, Thomas Wilson, Deco Barr, girls like Lena Padigamite, Vivian David, and like, um, there's Zane Navratil, like, 
Julian Arnold, Lauren Stratman, like the list goes on and on. There's so many guys out there um, and girls as well, like I said. So it just really made sense, you know, kind of be where the pickleball mecca is if I'm going to try to give this a realistic shot. I was going to say, did you notice, I know obviously Phoenix and um, Austin both have great pickleball scenes, but did you notice quite a big difference when you did move over to Austin, Texas? For sure. I think um, Phoenix is like, it's, it's a great spot for a lot of reasons. First off, there's like just so many good, like five, five to six O players. Um, and then on top of that, we have so many courts and the weather's like obviously great. And, you know, it's, it's super hot during the summer, but there, you know, you can always find indoors and stuff like that. But um, I think by the end of it, I was kind of like, uh, one of the top guys, there's still like tons of guys that were challenging me, like Agiga, Pesatione, um, you know, Craig Johnson. These are all like really high level players. Um, but I was still like, you know, winning a majority of games, like, and not, and obviously like they take games off of me too. But, um, and one of like my first practices, like going and training in Austin, uh, I went, played with like, you know, Thomas and Deckel and another local guy, Carlos Delora, and I left and I lost like, I'm pretty sure like 90% of the games. And then I walked away from it and like, uh, my friend was calling me and they're like, oh, how's your session going? And I was like, I just lost like 90% of the games. And they're like, oh, that sucks. And I was like, no, like, that's exactly what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Like, I left the session knowing exactly like the things that I need to work on. You know, if you speed up at Deckel Bar, so many times and he's thumping it down on your throat. You're like, okay, that's not a good speed up anymore. And so it's like very quickly just learning um, a lot of the weak spots in my game that I wasn't as aware of mainly just because of like the familiarity that I've built up with like the guys in the Arizona area. Now we all know each other's spots. We're like right. picking on each other's weaknesses and now it's like relearning everything again. And I think it's paid off like honestly, like pretty immediately for me. Like I feel a lot more comfortable in these tournaments. Like, we had a good run, me and uh, Patrick Kafka going deep in like the Masters this year and then having good runs in Punta Gorda with like right at the heart um, and just really feeling like way more comfortable against those higher level guys and like understanding um, my spots better and what I can and can't do. So, yeah. So, yes, you've had a lot of recent success. You just took home first place for men's doubles at the Hawaii Open. You also took home a bronze medal from APP Punta Gorda and Chicago. What do you think has contributed to this recent success? Um, I think, you know, like I said, like putting in a lot of work with uh, my guys in Phoenix and then now in Austin. Um, one thing that uh, really has made a difference for me is just like, trying to be a more like well-rounded player. I think I was really known like as I was first coming up as like a guy that was going to drive every ball. I was going to speed up a lot at the kitchen and do a lot of those things. And like, I still think like those are a lot of my strengths, but it's more so like being more selective now adding in, like I'm dropping a, a lot more now. I'm, you know, being patient at the kitchen line and like really staying in those cross court rallies. Um, and just like trying to develop all, all the things that, um, I can as a player. And like, I think it's one of those things where the more tools you have in your tool belt, the, like the better you're going to be. Um, and so that's, that's been a big thing, but also just, like I said, the confidence, like being in those high level situations. Um, for me, I think like, you know, tournaments are like crazy important, not just like going out and playing them, but like making sure that like when you're in those high level games and you're in those like intense moments, like you're trying to make the right decision and you may not always execute, but like if, if you are making the right decision in those moments, I think that's something that you can, you know, take as a positive and, uh, and really grow from that. Um, at the masters, like PK and I, we got ourselves in a really good situation in the round of 16. 
Um, prior to that, we had a, like a nice little upset beating AJ Kohler and Chuck uh, Taylor in the round of 32. And like in our round of 16 match, we lost 10, 12 in the third. So um, I was obviously not happy with the loss and um, not satisfied, but like I was really happy with the way PK and I put ourselves in a good situation. And, um, you know, it came down to two points in the end. And that doesn't happen unless you're making the right decisions. And I think, like you said, strategy is so important, mental toughness. Um, I know you come from a collegiate tennis background, obviously a different sport, but, you know, it's a very individual sport. You're playing singles a lot or doubles with just one other person. Do you think that background has helped you with also your mental toughness on the court? Yeah, for sure. I think when when you're a collegiate athlete, like in any sport, it helps, but especially in tennis where it is a little bit more similar. Um, I know there's guys that come from like a college basketball like background, for example. And I think that obviously has its, advantage, its advantages, but one disadvantage is like, you know, you can dribble out the clock, you know, if you're winning at a certain rate, like you can just let the clock run out. Like tennis is a sport where you have to get up and finish the match. You have to get there, get over the hump. There's no, you know, time limit or anything like that. And, and pickleball is the same way. Like I've seen a lot of people, um, can get to 10, right. And they can't finish that last point. Um, and I think, tennis players, collegiate tennis players, just anybody that has like a high level racket sports background, like um, you're used to like getting to that line and then having to, to finish it. And so I think that's probably one of the big advantages. Um, I think also like college tennis is really unique where, like you said, it is an individual sport, but you're also like competing for a team. And so like that's, that's extra pressure on you, which I, I think is like really healthy because there is extra pressure because there's other people around, but there's also other people around to help you manage it. And, and pickleball is much the same with like a majority of the events being, you know, team-based doubles mixed, whatever it is. Uh, and now like new team formats coming in like MLP, Tuesday night pickleball, things like that. Um, so yeah, I definitely say it helps. Yeah. And you were just playing in the Tuesday night pickleball at the orchard. Talk to me about that environment. It feel like a lot of people have been playing that and it's just become a fun thing to do. Yeah. It's uh it's a really unique thing because like, uh, you know, Ashley and Patrick, the owners of uh, not only The Orchard, but Jigsaw, they talk about it like our number one priority is like we want people to have fun. Right. So there is like a little bit of showmanship to it. Like as a player, you want to like make sure the crowd is having fun. There's a DJ there. There's like OSG, the Orchard security guard. And so there's a lot of these like super fun elements. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it's really high level, like competitive play. Right. We have uh, a lot of high level guys based out of Phoenix, but we also brought in guys like from different areas, like, you know, PK from Las Vegas was playing in the league. Uh, we had girls from all over. We had Jennifer Tavernier from Minnesota. We had um, another Las Vegas girl and uh, Lauren Mercado. And then, you know, Ariel Butler was like a really good player that came uh, as well from out of town. And then Rachel Recker, a girl on my team. So it's like, we have all these high level players, not just in Arizona, but across the country coming and playing. And I thought uh, it was like, it was great. You know, it's another team format, a little bit different than MLP. They mix it up and do some different things. And, um, you know, I think that environment is just like probably the funnest that I've played in so far. Um, it's like that or like when you ever, whenever you get a chance to like play on a center court, a PPA or APP, that's like really, really similar. But like a lot of times, like at the tournaments, like I may go and play on that center court for one or two, but then I'm going to end up on a back court and like, it's, it's just like when you're at the orchard, like it's just in your face, fun the whole time, like high intensity. And it's, it's a really unique thing to do. 
Do you like, and I know recently you've had more opportunities to play on center court. Do you like that pressure? You like that environment or would you rather be on a backcourt? Oh, I'm like, I, I think it's interesting and I'm definitely weird in this regard where like I, I feel a lot less pressure on a center court because for me, like the more people around, the more people I can engage with, the more fun it is. Like those, like, it's like for me, like the more people there is, like I can joke with them. I can keep it lighthearted on a backcourt is definitely like harder for me. Like when there's nobody around, like it's just me and my partner me, like just playing singles. And like, that's when it's easier for me to like get in my head and like, maybe like, you know, get negative about a point or two when there's people around, I'm like, I miss like a random shot and like, I'll just joke to like a random person in the crowd or like there's times where like, like at nationals, for example, I was playing Hunter Johnson and he was on a big run and like, I, I was playing well, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't like buy a point like for anything. And so like, I just randomly like grab the ball, throw it to a girl in the crowd. And I was like, are you lucky? And she was like, what? And I was like, are you lucky? And she, she's like, uh, I guess. And I was like, okay, well rub the ball for me and give it back to me. And she's like, okay. And rubs the ball, gives it back to me. And then I win that next point. And then I like point to her and I was like, you're my girl now. And so like, whenever I needed luck, I would just throw it back in. And, um, yeah. So like things like that, like super stupid, don't even know why I'm thinking about doing that. But like, when there's people around, like it's way more fun for me and I end up playing better. So that's fun. I love that. I'm sure you're unique in that way where you kind of use the crowd to help you. Cause I feel like sometimes people can get so rattled or get like upset and it just bothers them. But I love that you like have fun with it and make the best out of it. That's fun. Funny. Cause like recently, uh, like I was at the Hawaii open with like Ashley Candelaria and she ended up playing me in the finals of like the Tuesday night pickleball. Her crew was there and like, her friends like right before were like oh we're gonna like be chatting to you a bunch and i was like i really hope you do and actually like i don't do it like don't do it of course i ended up beating my team anyways but like it was just like when they like talk and chat to me it like fires me up i get i think it's so fun so it's just like i'm def definitely like the, the polar opposite of a lot of people where like some people may shy away from that moment i guess yeah no i love that that's so fun and it makes it fun for the crowd too i'm sure they love that as well and uh one of the big things you said especially with pickleball too is your faith and how that's helped you um so tell us a little bit about that journey yeah so that's like uh, like super important to me i'm like always kind of like decked out in the crosses and things like that and like a lot of people have like come up and they're like okay like are you religious or is it like edgy or whatever? And I'm like, Oh no, like I actually like, I am religious, like a Christian man. And like, it's uh it's cool for me because I actually kind of started taking like my faith seriously at the same time that I started playing like pro pickleball and everything. Um, so that was like late uh, 2022. Uh, and so it's been like great for me. I, in tennis, like as fun as it was, there's a lot of times where like I would, you know, almost get depressed after like a big loss or something like that. And like the losses really stuck with me. If I played bad and I let my team down, like it was really hard for me to swallow and it would like affect me. And I think a big reason why is because it was like pretty much my whole identity. I, I like a lot of people, I think, or I, I used to like your number one thing in life, like whatever your passion is, like that was what I would tell people. It was like, oh, I'm a tennis player. I'm a collegiate athlete. Like that was what I really, really identified with. And I think like getting into my faith, like right as I was getting into pickleball was like a really good um, perspective for me. Cause it was like, okay, now it's like my first thing that I tell people was like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Like pickleball is not like, I think what defined me as other sports in my life, honestly, I always have. 
Uh, and so that's been really cool is like, if I have a tough loss in pickleball, like for sure, I'm bummed about it. And like, I allow myself to feel those motions. Um, but honestly, it's more like a 20 minute thing. And then after that, I'm like, I have that perspective of like, okay, like it's not that big of a deal. I'm something way bigger than this and it doesn't really matter. Um, but also just in my, my faith itself, like with church and all that stuff, like I've gotten a lot of perspective. I, I, I serve in my church. And so like, I've always, um, from, from the beginning of like getting into it really seriously, I, I've gotten the opportunity to be with like our, our youth ministry and I work with like our, our freshmen, like high school boys and stuff like that. And, you know, some of them come from like not the greatest backgrounds and things like that. And you'll, you'll hear them talk about their day and it's not always great. Right. Sometimes they're dealing with like some really deep stuff. And, um, it's crazy to see some of these like 13, 14, 15 year old boys and just be like, it's okay though. Like, you know, I'm here, I'm happy. Uh, you know, I, I take it to, to God and like, it's a, it's a, like a stress reliever for them. Cause they're like, okay, this is not my burden to carry alone. There's something bigger than me. That's going to help me out with this. And when you watch like 13, 14 year old, 15 year olds deal with heavy, heavy stuff, you're like, okay, I can deal with losing, you know, <laughs> t 11, nine in the third because of a football. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'm going to be okay. Uh, and so that's been really nice too, is just like having that perspective come from, um, a lot of the things that like I get to the opportunity to see within my church and things like that. So it's, uh, it's been awesome, um, to have that. Uh, it's also been cool to kind of have pickleball instead of like, like, I think a lot of people are like, wow, like pickleball is your profession. Like, that's so awesome. Like, it's cool that you found your purpose, like, and you know, being young, like in your twenties and finding your purpose. And like, for me, I tell them like, uh, it's cool, but like, it's not my purpose. It's more my platform. Like, it's like, uh, you know, pickleball is something that I do and it allows me to talk about, you know, like my faith, like I am right now. And that's, that's always super fun for me. And, uh, it's, it's just been a really cool thing to, to share it with other people. There's people, I have like a lot of biblical tattoos. So a lot of people have like, you know, stopped me and asked me about them, or I've had random people like DM me like on just Instagram and be like, Hey, like I saw your, like your one, like Bible tattoo, the one Proverbs 1632. Can you talk to me about that? and other people just like coming up to me straight up in person and asking questions like that. And, uh, it's been cool, like having that platform. And, uh, that's a big reason why I wear like the jewelry and stuff like that is because I think it's an easy icebreaker with people. Uh, I, I first put it on cause just cause I was like, Oh, it's cool. Like, I had like the one little cross earring and somebody asked me yeah. about it and I was like, okay, maybe <laughs> I'll put it on both sides. And then it just like kind of kept going from there. Um, but yeah, it's a big part of who I am and a big part of like my pickleball journey as well. And I love hearing that. I, I think with pickleball, like a lot of us kind of get a second chance at being, you know, a competitive athlete again. But I think I hear so many times kind of like your story, you also get a second chance at kind of discovering like your meaning with the sport. Like, just like you were saying, just putting it into perspective, it's like, oh, shoot, I lost, you know, 10, 12 or whatever. And that stinks. But it's like, you know, compared to what other people in this world are going through, it's like, I can get over that. I can move on. There's a lot bigger things to worry about. And I know especially tennis because tennis can be pretty toxic at like, you know, the high level. You have so much pressure on yourself. And if you lose one match, it feels like the end of the world. And you are kind of like in that depressed stage. But it's nice to see that you have like a totally different mentality coming back with your faith and just like the people you've met through church as well. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's the been like a big blessing you know like you said to have that second chance to do things differently um i think i would like 
do tennis like completely differently if I had the chance. Um, it's uh, it's great for me that I don't have to sit there and like think about what if because now I have this whole new sport that I get to take the lessons that I've learned and really put them into practice. Now, shifting gears a little bit, this is random, but do you have any like superstitions or weird routines that you do before any games or practices that people might not know about? Yeah, so I, I'm not like superstitious at all, but like I definitely like am a man of like routines. Like I like, you know, my jewelry, like I, I'm always wearing like my jewelry when I'm playing on court. So I need to have that. And then um, I think also just like I... I always have like, I know a lot of people will go into court with like one paddle and I always have to have two because I'm like, okay, I, I have to just in case, whatever. I always have a snack on court. And then whenever I'm drinking like water, uh, I always have an electrolyte as well. And then I just like mix it up, like depending on if I, if I'm doing well or not. So like, I guess that maybe is a little superstitious, but like, I just like the routine of like mixing something up. So like I'll drink like the electrolyte and then the water if I'm playing well. <laughs> And then if I'm not playing well, then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll switch and do the water first and then the electrolyte. And then if that's not working, then I'm like, okay, maybe electrolyte, water, electrolyte. <laughs> like, I, like, it's just something not so much superstitious, but like, it's more for me, like if I'm not playing well, I want to go to the changeover and like, not really think. And so instead of thinking about what's going wrong or something negative, like, that's what I start thinking about is like, okay, I'm changing my routine now. And so that's what's in my head instead um and so yeah that's like a simple little thing that i do or um i actually there's like a, a junior like pickleball player shout out kinsley um she was like reaching out on instagram to people she was posting on her story she's like hey like sometimes i'm dealing with like negative thoughts like what do i do like when I, i'm doing that in pickleball and for me like that was like a thing of like you just got to find something to think about like another thing i told her was like i'm big on like thinking about the point before it even starts so like mm -hmm. in singles for example like I'll like step up and be like, okay, like my opponent, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm on the odd side. They have a weak backhand. So I'm going to start big out wide and then I'm going to look for a forehand. And I envision like what the first two shots are going to look like. And obviously it's not always going to work out that way. Right. They may run around the serve and hit a forehand or whatever. But the big thing is that like, I have a visual, I'm thinking about something before I step on the court. And that takes me out of like that negative space. I'm not thinking about, of what went wrong in the last point or what I could have done better instead of like, I'm, I'm thinking like forward. Um, so yeah, I think I have like a lot of routines like that. I think, yeah. I don't know. An another one that everybody like always listens to like music right before or whatever. I do the same for me. It's normally like, instead of like pump up music, I'm like already very energetic. So like I need like something calmer. So I listen to like a lot of Jack Johnson, like right before I get on court, I like, mellow out like try to relax and um, just get my headspace right before getting on um so yeah those would be like a lot of the things i think that i do but again like just like routine things to like keep me occupied and then i'm good to go yeah and maybe that can help some other people too um so i asked kyle yates this and now i have to ask everyone this because it's so crazy he actually wanted to be um, a pro surfer instead of a pro pickleball player when he was younger so is there some fun fact or unique thing about you that most people don't know about um yeah probably like i think a lot of people probably don't know but like i am like very like nerdy big like collector dude like I collect Legos and like love like Lego sets and um, I collect like Funko Pops, like these little like bobblehead, like pop culture figures and things like that. I'm also like super big into like anime and like all of like the different series. Like I'm, you know, big into like My Hero Academia or like Jujutsu Kaisen, like 
So I think that would probably catch like a lot of people off guard is that like, I think I, I present myself probably a little bit like cooler than I actually am. Like a lot of people like <laughs> think I'm this edgy, like hard dude. And it's just like completely not the case. Like I, I really am not like I'm, I'm a teddy bear. I'm a nerd. Like those are the things that like I probably like would describe myself as before saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm whatever. So I think that's probably a little surprising just because of like, you know, the tattoos, piercings or whatever. A lot of people have gotten to know me. Uh, and a lot of times I would say it's not the initial impression that they thought it was going to be, you know, so. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure it's a good distraction too, like having those other hobbies and, you know, different hobbies too. It makes you unique, which is always, it's always a good thing. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely good. Like, you know, something to go to when, you know, pickleball is not going well or whatever. I think that's another thing that I would say is that like a lot of us, like it's tough because like pickleball is like a lot for a lot of us, right? Like for me, it's like, it's my exercise. It's my job. It's my passion. It's also where I socialize with a lot of people. And like, for me, it's, it's great to have like other things to balance that out. Like whether it is like, you know, hanging out with friends in pickleball and doing just something completely different or hanging out with my friends outside of pickleball and, um, just trying to like, you know, keep the balance there. And, uh, that definitely for me will be like a big thing, um, you know, moving forward with, with pickleball as like my full-time thing. I think prior to that, it was like, Oh, I got to play like, you know, one or two hours a day. And now like my routine is like, I'm, I'm playing on court like four or five hours a day and I love it. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, but like, that's kind of like where I found like my threshold is I'm like anything beyond that. Like, I'm like, I, I'll get burnt out. I won't love it as much. And so like, I have to like keep the balance, but I think that's like a, something I would warn like a lot of people that are like getting into pickleball is like, it's so great for all of those things that I just mentioned. Um, but like, it can't be everything, right? Nothing can be everything. There is definitely too much of a, of a good thing. Uh, and so it, as tough as it may be, I know we're all addicted to it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what that balance looks like for me. And, um, you know, I'm sure it'll shift and change like over time, but yeah. And as you've shifted and, you know, taken this to the next level, playing four to five hours a day, um, you know, you've made quite a name for yourself just within the last six months. What are some of your short-term and long-term goals for pickleball? Yeah. So that's like a tough one for me. Cause like, I've always been like crazy goal oriented. Like that's always what I've done. And like last year, 2023, I really accomplished like a majority of them, but I'm the type of guy that like, when I don't accomplish, like I was so much more concerned about the things that I didn't accomplish than the things that I did. And so it was really tough for me. Um, but I was actually talking to Augie, Augie Gah, who's like obviously another rising star, like a good friend of mine. We played a bunch of tournaments together and hopefully we'll get some more um, sometime this year and stuff. But um yeah, he and I were actually talking about that like uh, not too long ago where I was like, hey, what are your goals? And he was like, dude, I'm actually like not that goal oriented. I'm trying to be like super processed like and, and worry about those things. So to give you an answer to it, I would say like some like broad goals are just like, OK, the very cliche, like I want to be the best me that I can be, whatever that looks like and not have any regrets from tennis and like. Like, I, I don't think I was the best potential tennis player I could have been. I want to make sure that I'm doing the right things in pickleball. And so, like, actually taking care of my body, working out, doing, um, you know, the 
the things off the court as well. In addition to like really controlling like what I put inside of my body. Like I, I definitely am probably like the most health conscious I've ever been, have a long way to go. Um, but at least like, you know, making those, those, um, progressive steps to like take care of myself better. Um, I think like an overarching goal, um, would be to make like an MLP team. Uh, that was like one of the ones that I didn't accomplish last year that kind of like left me hanging and stung a little bit. That's one that I still want to keep because I know it motivates me. Um, but in terms of like anything else, like I, I, I really just want to make sure that like, okay, like I leave my sessions knowing that like I, I put everything into it. Like I want to be somebody that like, you know, my partners enjoy playing with. I think like pickleball like is, uh, is such an intimate sport, you know, and like, uh, for, for good and bad, right? Like if, if we're partners together, you're going to feel my energy right away and you're going to know if it's good or bad. You're going to pick up on that. Uh, even if you're the most like neutral person ever, you're still going to like feel it and it's going to affect you in some way. Definitely. So I want to be the guy that like people love to play with. Um, I want to be like the guy that opponents like also walk off the court and like, you know, feel like they, they lost to me because of like pickleball. They didn't lose to me because of any antics or anything like that. Like, I, I do get fired up. I have fun and stuff like that, but, um, I, I want to like, you know, it's not so much about like having a good reputation that doesn't worry me so much. It's just that like internally, I, I want that for myself. Like I, I would love for people to talk about me in that light. And that's the goal that I sort of have for myself is, um, you know, doing that. And, and to be perfectly honest, I, I wasn't that guy in tennis, like in tennis, I was very like in people's face and like got fired up and, um, you know, didn't always like behave in a way that I was proud of. And like in pickleball, that's something that like I, I want to have uh, and, and make sure that like I kind of have like a good legacy for myself more than more than anything. Yeah, I was actually that was what I was going to ask you is like, what would you say your biggest regret from tennis was that you want to change now in your pickleball career? Yeah, I think it would for sure be the way that like I behave like I. Yeah. I'll like, I'm very quick to say, like, I, I was not like a great, um, like, uh, I don't want to say I wasn't a good teammate because I think my, my guys enjoyed having me on the team and like, I was always fun and rowdy and things like that. But like, I don't think I like behaved in a way that like I was proud of, like, there's a lot of things that I wish I could take back and the way that I said the, the rackets that I broke, the things that I said to refs and things like that. Like, I'm very transparent about that. I, I wasn't the best version of myself at that time in my life is, um, I think, you know, a lot of us are in our early, like twenties, late teens or whatever. Um, but that's something that like, I've really tried to, to fix, uh, in, in pickleball and like, and make sure that I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. And, um, even when I, I think like I'm fine, there was actually an incident in Punta Gorda where in my mix, like I, um, I got into an altercation with a ref. It wasn't like I cussed her out. It wasn't like I did anything. Um, but I was wrong. And I was like frustrated with the moment and I had an argument with her and I went out of my way to like find her the next day. And I was like, Hey, like, I just want to come up. Like what, what initially happened is she had an argument with me and I said, okay, you're right. And then she pressed it again, not press it again. She just mentioned it again. Like she wanted me to really understand that I was wrong because I kind of yeah. just waved her off and I was like, you're right. You're right. But I didn't really let it sink in. And she brought it to me again. And I, that, that's when I like, kind of like went back at her and I went to bed that night, just like regretting it felt so bad about it. And then the next day I went up to her and I was like, Hey, I just want you to know, like, 
I said you were right the first time. I should have said you were right the second time because you were. And I appreciate you holding me accountable. You're great at your job. And I appreciate what you do. And that for me, like, is great and all. But, like, it was bigger for me because she was like, I'm going to remember that. Thank you so much. And, like, I was like, okay, that's good. Like, I want her to, like, feel like she actually is heard and, like, you know, was doing everything right. And it's, I think it's tough for like a lot of us as pickleball players that like now it's our profession and like things get heated and like you're, you're frustrated with so many different things. But like the one thing that you can definitely control is like how you treat everybody around you, whether it's like my partner, my opponents, my ref, the random fan, uh, you know, in the stands, like all of those are things that like, I can't control how they act, but I can definitely control how I treat them. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to be the guy that like admits when I'm wrong. And, and goes and fixes those things, you know? Yeah. And that's awesome to hear that pickleball is giving you that chance and making you a better person. Well, Michael, you are a rising star. I can't wait to continue following your journey and stay tuned to see who will join us in the kitchen next time.